はいはい。And again, oh my god, isn't that like fantastic? I just realized I could hold it down. Last time I played a kettle. So uh, I'm going to uh, turn it around and say hi. Hi from New York.、Um, if you want to say hi, do say hi. I'm here and、uh, I have done this live today already, but I'm discovering something new about Facebook, and that is that when you do a live in an events page,、um, Only the people who've joined the event can see your live. So basically, if you do the live on your public page, more people can see it. So I had a few people tuning in,、um, but I thought, why not do it again? It's like, I'm here, I can do it. The sun is setting in New York. For the two new people who've come in, I just did a little、um, uh, solo with my、um, kettle, which I'm going to run again. My new psychedelic kettle. Anyway, <laughs> that is that part of my video. <laughs> Little solo for kettle.、Um, and now I'm going to、um, talk about some other things. I don't know who is here, but whoever is here, come say hello. Because I did a live earlier, but、um, I don't think that、um, anyone saw it because it was on my events page. Hi, Jose. Hello. I just thought I'd come on live and do another one.、Um, I've just done a sound installation kettle piece, which I will put up later.、Um, I'm now going to do another installation piece.、Um, and this is called Pop Rocks. Okay. Um, and this is the fourth episode of my Noise is Good show. So it's really great that you tuned in, and I'm really appreciative of the people who are listening every couple of Sundays when I'm here.、Um, so I'm going to play Pop Rocks now. Here we go. 
I first played this piece in Berlin. The piece is over soon. all over the venue finished. Jed? Yasunobi? I don't think we've met. Charles? Hello? Joshua Trinidad, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Tom Dill, hello. Tom is a great musical comrade of mine. We play together in a band called Tender Buttons. This piece, Pop Rocks, Dougie. 
loudly because it's a very quiet piece. It's a premiere in the USA. And I'm using these pop rocks. Pop rocks. I used to eat these when I was a kid. I still quite like them. Obviously they're very sweet and not very good for you. I once played some pop rocks in San Francisco at Canessa Gallery. The three flavors that I'm using today are watermelon, crackling gum, a popping candy. But seriously, when I drank it, it was disgusting. Hi, I'm back. Water with pop rocks tastes really, really bad. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day. Hi, Lauren Benedict. I've just done my installation piece with pop rocks. This is the end of it. And there's one rock that's popping here. Anyway, I'm gonna be talking about some other things now. Um, I'm gonna put my iPhone, um, actually, I'm gonna talk about something else right now, which is, it's mainly about food today, mainly about edibles. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about um, basically chocolate. Uh, today, this morning, I woke up. Tom, it's pop music, which is rock music. Um, today I woke up. This is a secret. I woke up this morning. I went onto Fortnum's and Mason's website. If any of you know Fortnum's and Mason's, it's a store in London. And they have like loads of amazing food. I ordered some chocolate. I ordered some roses and violets chocolates. Anyway, it got me thinking a lot about chocolate. Basically, um, if you, um, I've been looking at research and how sound and food correspond. And I wanted to think today about the way um, sometimes you, people talk about synesthesia. Synesthesia is sort of seeing and hearing. It's about seeing and hearing sound. At the same time, you see colours. But I was reading about the fact that there are some people, I'm talking quietly because it's sunset and it feels like really quiet peace. So I'm going to talk quietly. This is not an ASMR video, right? Way. Um, some people swear, and there's been research done, that when they hear certain frequencies, they can taste certain food. I don't know whether you've ever experienced that. But then there's been some other research where if you actually listen to certain sounds before you eat the food, it alters the taste of the food. So basically, if you hear something really sweet and lovely, 
Say, for example, if I find something really nice and lovely on YouTube, let's find something sweet and nice to listen to on YouTube. So if I put flutes, flute music, and panpipes, or something like that, basically, yes. So look, uh, relaxing panpipe music. Ignore that, that's an advert. So if I listen to something like this, is there going to be any music? I don't know. Okay. Relaxing music. Dulcet tones. Okay. Now, apparently, if I eat this chocolate, it's gonna sound, it's gonna taste good. Let's try it. I don't know whether the chocolate tasted a lot sweeter when I heard that. Now I'm going to do another experiment. I was thinking it would be quite nice if you could do this experiment too. If you've got some chocolate right now, you could bring it over here and eat some and you can tell me. Okay, I'm gonna put on some Verez because I know that it's not sweet and um, dulcet. So this is Poem Electronique by Verez, one of my favorite composers. Okay, let's see whether Verez eating great peace I must say that but you know what I actually think maybe this chocolate is tasting more bitter. So look guys, I saw an experiment last night of a chocolate expert who listened to two pieces of music and he said, he said that the music I'll turn it on softer, because I really like it in the background. Don't you love this music? It's quite good in the background. Anyway, this chocolate expert actually said that he thought the two chocolates he tasted were different. But, in fact, he was listening to different music when he ate both pieces of chocolate. 
And it turns out they were the same brand of chocolate. He said one was hipster and one was more designer, but they were the same piece of chocolate. So that's the thing. How much does hearing something alter our sense of taste? Additionally, what happens when, I mean, how important is sound when we're eating? Okay, and when we're cooking, I don't think a lot of cooks spend a lot of time thinking about what a dish is going to sound like when it's being eaten. However, I do think that when cooks, when chefs are cooking, they use sound to be able to know when to turn the heat down or when to turn the heat up or when to take the food off the frying pan. However, I think sound is really essential when it comes to sensory perception of texture. It's the only way that we know how we can, how, what a texture is, um, what the texture is of some food. Hi, Philip. So say, for example, if we eat in crisps, we need to hear that crunch. That's what tells us that the texture, it's like a sensory sort of, is it limbic? It's a limbic sensory thing that, that people need in order to be able to associate what the density is of that food. So say, for example, if we ate an apple and the apple was silent, can you imagine if we ate a silent apple? That would be really, really problematic. And say, for example, if you were like drinking fizzy water and it didn't fizz, but you it looked fizzy and it tasted fizzy, something would be really, really wrong, right? So anyway, um, that's a way that like sound is really, really important when it comes to like eating. So I also um, thought that I would look at sound and some of the things, whoops, some of the things that um, on adverts like, of chocolate videos, because we were talking about chocolate earlier and I've been looking at some chocolate adverts and thinking about whether these chocolate adverts is really not good but I'm gonna show you these adverts anyway okay the first chocolate advert I'm gonna show you is a chocolate advert about a chocolate a piece of chocolate called black magic okay this is the chocolate advert I'm gonna turn it up Oops, sorry it's gone down sorry it's gone down I'll turn it up again it must go up okay on up. There we go. Oh, it's gone down. Why is it up? Oh, sorry. It just won't go on volume. There we go. Sorry about that. Hearts and nasal clinging together. Complete. But soon gone. Hazel cluster. One of the 12 secrets of black magic. We missed the beginning, so I'm going to play you the beginning. The beginning's essential. Hazel Cluster holds one of the many secrets of black magic. Born with the tender stirrings of dark chocolate, a sweet confusion of nut kernels and sugar, hearts of firm hazel 
clinging together. Complete. Don't you think that's well? But soon gone. Hazel Cluster, one of the twelve secrets of black magic. Oh my god. So anyway, talking about dulcet tones, if you were eating this chocolate and listening to that music, it probably would taste better. Better, I think. Okay, here's another advert. This is another terrible kind of British chocolate. in that. I think they used a subwoofer. But basically, that's decent chocolates. That's 1848 chocolate. But milk tray is a very, very bad chocolate. But did you hear that music when the lady opened the chocolate? Like, it was all romantic. And then, like, the man running to kind of get the chocolate. And, like, you know, trying to, trying to, like, you know, do all these amazing tasks to, to, uh, I don't know, to be a chivalrous man. I mean, anyway, I think that if I'd eaten, no, I think that if I'd actually listened to that music and ate milk tray chocolates, hi Tom, I think that if I listened to that, I've just played three really cheesy chocolate adverts. Anyway, I think that if I'd listened to that music while I was eating Cadbury's milk tray chocolate, the chocolate would have tasted better. But basically, it's really awful chocolate. And I remember how bad it tasted. So, Tom, we're talking about the way music affects people's tastes. Right. So here's something else. There's a ch food expert who's also a sound expert who judges chocolate based on how it sounds. So I thought I'd do an experiment with two types of chocolate and we're gonna be able to tell whether it's good chocolate or bad chocolate based on how it sounds. Apparently, good chocolate sounds deep and there's like a resonance when you break it. And bad chocolate just sounds light and not very substantial. So we're gonna put these, I'm not gonna tell you what kind of chocolates these are, but one of them is from a little, actually I can't tell you what it is, I'm allowed to tell you. 
One's from New York and one's from California, okay? And they're two very different types of chocolate. So I'm gonna break them in half. Okay, I'm gonna break them. Do any of you have any opinions about how this chocolate sounds when I'm breaking it up? Okay, that's the first chocolate. Okay, I think that this chocolate sounds good quality but it probably isn't the best chocolate, Brian High. This is good quality chocolate, but it's not the best quality chocolate. Brian, I'm testing the sound of chocolate today. Okay, on to the next chocolate. sounded a lot crisper. I'm talking about this because there's an expert who judges the way chocolate, how good quality chocolate is, depending on how it sounds. I thought this chocolate sounded better than this chocolate. It's better quality, but I don't think it sounded that great. I think this sounded kind of light and not very good, and this one didn't sound anything at all. Sonia, hi. So, um, that's like the sound test. Which one is better? I'm not sure. They don't both taste pretty good, but not brilliant. This chocolate is a hipster chocolate from New York, right? But then the other chocolate is also kind of a hipster chocolate from California. It's like chocolate with cannabinoids, you know, cannabis chocolate, and it has matcha in it. So, I mean, you know, they're both kind of like hipster chocolates, but I don't think, I think the cabinoid chocolate didn't sound as good as this chocolate. That's my opinion about the chocolate. Um, I'm going to move on to something else now. Look, supposing if we could hear different frequencies and taste different frequencies at the same time, we might be able to. The other thing that's very interesting is that different countries like different kinds of textures of food. And I was just talking about different textures of food. One of the things in this book by this author called um, Sybil Kapoor, she talks about the different senses of food. Sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. So in this book, She's got a whole chapter on sound, and she says that, you know, maybe we should be thinking about the way something sounds when we cook it. Now, the thing is, I know for certain that certain countries 
like people in certain countries like certain textures of food. So say, for example, if you're in somewhere like, um, if you're somewhere like, um, here we go, this is the chapter on texture notes. If you're in China or Japan or Taiwan, they like liquidy food. They like jellied food. That's why everyone likes boba. So basically, when you eat boba, it's kind of squishy. That's the texture and you can hear it. You know, it's all about sucking the boba up the straw. It's like something about the sound. And you need that sound, as I said earlier, to be able to understand what the texture is in a food. I don't think humans can perceive what they're eating unless they can also hear it, right? So, um, Asian people uh, in Taiwan, China, Japan, they like soft food. So that's one of the other food notes. But in America, people like chewy food. And this is what the author was kind of talking about when she was interviewed on a podcast. And that's how I found out about her book. So, uh, in America, they like chewy food. And that's why I think people like popgum. Uh, not popgum. Yes, pop... <sighs> bubblegum. <laughs> people like bubblegum in the States because it's chewy, but it's also a bit squeaky. And you can make bubbles, right? And then there's the hard texture, which um, is also like associated with crisps and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's really great. In England, everyone loves crisps. That's the same thing as potato chips that comes in a packet. And when you open up the chips, you crunch it, and it's like part of the whole sensory experience of being, you know, in the moment with the food. So I think that you know, she's got a point. We need to think about the different textures of our food and maybe sometimes think about the sounds that they make. Um, she suggests um, uh, putting uh, chickpeas um, in the, you know, grilling chickpeas to get the crunch. She also talks about laksa and how it can be really massively soft and slurpy. But that's the other thing I wanted to also talk about. Like in some countries, it's really important to slurp your food and make all kinds of noises that would be kind of unacceptable in other countries. Like say, for example, in Japan, there was a film called Tampopo. One of the scenes in that film was a whole load of people were in a hotel and they were all slurping so noisily on noodle ramen. Um, but the people who weren't doing that were seen as rude. And there's a reason why people are slurping their ramen and making all that sound. It's because it puts oxygen into the liquid that you're drinking and it makes it taste even better. But anyway, that's just an example of how important some sounds are. However, it's very interesting to me to think about what sounds are acceptable and what sounds are completely unacceptable. Because basically, if I slurped soup out of a bottle, like that in certain parts, certain cities in America or in England or wherever or in France, people would think I'm crazy and they'd think it was really awful and rude and everything, right? And also, say for example, if you're at the cinema and you're like crunching on popcorn, people get really upset if you make too much noise. So this idea of like 
what is acceptable noise and what is awful noise. And there are some like socially unacceptable noises that we all find socially unacceptable. Some of them are unrepeatable here, but one of them is burping, for example. Hiccuping isn't too bad. Hiccuping is quite comedic. Anyway, I'm going to actually move on to the next part of my life. The next part of my life is um, going to incorporate a little bit of food because this is the edible edition of Noise is Good. And the reason why I'm coming on here right now is because I did a, a live earlier and the problem with that live was it was just on an event page and not everyone knew about the event page. So I thought I might as well do it again because hardly anyone was there. And I thought that's really strange. Usually there's about like seven, eight, nine, ten people. So now I'm going to put the lights on and I'm going to do something else now. I'm going to make something and we're going to have a new piece here. It's like I'm going to start it right now. And we can figure out what the sound is. It's like a secret cooking video late at night. I don't know whether anyone watches Nigella Lawson, but she's really into these like late night cooking videos. Sometimes she talks about the sound too. I remember watching a video of hers and she was saying the sound of this and the sound of that, but she's a very sensuous cook. I love her, she's amazing. She's brilliant. Okay, we're gonna start hearing some sounds soon. And then I think, Ruto, hi, Ruto, how are you? Yeah, oh my God, New York's been crazy. We're hanging on in there. Our governor is like the mafia. He's like out of the Sopranos. He's so strict. Do you know, he did a briefing today at the beach. He said, oh, it's Memorial Day. Everyone's gone to the beach. So I'll go to the beach. He was keeping an eye on everyone. Hi, Charlie. I hope something's gonna happen to what I'm cooking soon. inspiration here. Okay. I think something's happening. Guys, this live could be a total failure if this doesn't work. I don't want to repeat it again. Okay. It should, something should be happening soon. It's happening. 
going to be very brave. I'm going to take the lid off. And it's going to go bananas. Look at this. the lid off. Great to see you. I'm gonna live life dangerously. I'm gonna take the lid off. This is where the all it has to say that's all it has to say okay that could have been a total mess and it is a bit of a mess but it's nothing that I can't deal with that is my life welcome to noise is good by the way it's so great to see you all I'm gonna have some of my popcorn and also I forgot to say noise is good is now available to download and watch again then it's not all going to stay on Facebook. It's going to be on gumroad.com forward slash Tanya Caroline Chen. Gumroad.com Tanya Caroline Chen. I'll put a link up later. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Edibles edition. Last week was, no, the week before last was Electronics. The week before that it was, oh, I can't remember, Found Objects, Ambient Objects. Or something different that I talk about and play every week. It's so good to see you. I'm glad to see that you're all well. See you on the next show. Mm, not bad, this popcorn. And it's pretty crunchy. I like the sound of it.